Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is the End to End Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Yon Nguyen, and as my friends, as you know, call me the Ninja or Prolific Ninja. My audience, as my friends, can call me Ninja too. This is the End to End Podcast, the alpha to the omega, the beginning to the end, talking about life, motivation, inspiration, success, entrepreneurship, and offering you little tidbits of morsels in this all-you-can-eat buffet called life. Bringing you another episode. This is a very special one. Um, because it is Thanksgiving. And uh, for that, we are going to give the gift of answers to some of Q&A that have come through in our episodes called Prolific Q&A. And just to remind the audience, um, we have certain types of episodes. One, uh, I bring on a guest and we speak at length about um, success and adversity and overcoming challenges, um, letting you know that you know, all these problems that people have are kind of universal to all of us in a certain way or certain aspect. So hopefully you can learn lessons through the experiences of other successful people. Um, the second type of episode is where I will just randomly talk about a certain topic. Uh, those are usually shorter, but more importantly, those are more coming from me uh, out of my experience and all the things that I've done and hopefully inspiring you through my experience. And then we have episodes like this, which is prolific Q&A, where audience members can send in questions, and hopefully I will answer them on air or on the podcast. And so just as a reminder, if you do have any questions, you can send them in to ask, A-S-K, at the N2, number 2, npodcast.com. So um, the first question is, uh, what, I'm trying to remember these questions if you're watching, um, because I don't have them in front of me, but... Uh, the question would be, what is the emotion or feeling that is most important in business and success? Which, coincidentally, because it is Thanksgiving, and by the way, happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there in podcast land. Um, the emotion or feeling that I feel is most important in business and success is, in fact, gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Because gratitude sets the mind in the right way it sets your heart in the right way when you express gratitude that is an emotion of what i call energy giving okay energy giving and and the reason that is important is because you express thankfulness or gratitude when you receive something or of, of you've benefited in some way through other persons another person's or groups actions or activities or whatever so if somebody does something for you that means you have taken or extracted energy from them okay and so the gratitude is that return exchange energy to bring things back to balance okay because if somebody does something for you and you don't re-express that gratitude back then there's an energy what i call imbalance or deficit in a sense you would quote unquote oh that person or oh the universe something because you've gained something but you have not repaid the energy back and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do anything because for me energy can be expressed in a lot of ways um, you'll hear in a future podcast on why i feel energy is everything but to the point of of the sensation or emotion that's most important in business is the gratitude is the energy exchange back for having received something now think about the person who did something for you, okay? They do something for you or a group of people do something for you and you don't express gratitude. 
How many times has that happened to you where you've done something for somebody else and they never expressed gratitude for it? Now, they may feel it, but they never expressed it back, right? What is your first thought? Man, that ungrateful MFR, right? Because you may have gone out of your way. You, you thought you would do something special or just a simple token of uh, givingness. But yet that when that other person does not express the gratitude, you feel, um, you feel kind of slighted in a way, right? That ungrateful MFR. You feel slighted. And so what is the likelihood that you're going to help or give something to that person again? It's very low because the energy exchange, again, there's a deficit. You've given up something. You've never, you weren't refilled with that energy of gratitude, so you're un, you can't give more. Now, some of you who have a, a, a willing heart would continue to give, 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 give. But then when nothing comes back, at some point, you're going to cut it off, right? And so in the flip, if you are the person receiving something, okay, and you do give the gratitude, then it's more likely than not people will be willing to help you. Now, where does this happen in business and success? Okay, obviously, in order to... Uh, become successful in business, somebody has to give a monetary exchange, your client, your customer, okay? So it's most important to express the gratitude to them. And why is that important? Because that creates the emotion or the vibes of getting a repeat customer, right? And so then the value of that lifetime customer to you is tremendous if you are thankful to them. Most of us have an ego where we think that if we're, if we're providing a service to somebody else, they're the ones that have to be thankful. But no, that's, that's not the right way to look at it. You have to look at it in the reverse. They are coming for, to you for a service for which they are willing to pay you or a product which they're willing to pay you. So they're coming to you, bringing you value, bringing you money. So your exchange is not the product or the service. That's already in the universe. The energy exchange actually is the gratitude for them. And that will bring you future success, future customers, uh, or, or repeat customers who potentially will likely refer you to somebody else because they're feeling good. They're like, wow, you're, you're surprising the client. You're saying, wow, I came, got a service, and they're thankful to me for coming to them. Man, this is a good, good business or a good person, or they provide great service because they're thankful for me to come ask for a service or product from them. And so then I would be more likely or willing to refer another client. So gratitude, gratitude, gratitude is everything to me, my personal opinion on uh, the emotion or the expression that you need, the feeling that you have to have um, for success in business. Um, gratefulness breeds positivity, positive energy, and when you have that, it's easier to be successful than not being gracious, um, not being thankful or having gratitude. Um, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on gratitude, go to my very first initial podcast, original episode number one, that in fact was re um, recorded almost a year ago to, um, this month um, or in October. And listen to that. I go really into deep uh, into detail as to my my thoughts and feelings on gratitude. So gratitude, 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 which is coincidentally apropos to Thanksgiving next, next uh, or when this episode uh, airs. So, um, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I'm thankful to all of my audience. 
um, that is continually growing and thankful for the likes, shares, comments, subscribing, listening, feedback, all that. Uh, I appreciate every each and every one of you all who are listening and sharing, sharing this podcast because our goal is to inspire and provide positivity for billions of people around this world. That is our main mission for the N2N podcast. Um, so please do like, share, and grow. Um, I don't spend, I mean, I spend, I don't get any sponsors for this podcast. Uh, so everything is at my expense. So the only way to get our message out or get my message out is to like, share, comment, um, subscribe, but especially, especially share. So um, leads us to question number two. Two, we're going to want to change a little bit. Um, as many of y'all know, uh, I am a physician, also an attorney and a businessman, uh, have a master's in finance, have dealt in uh, in the macroeconomic realm in the past, or I can I, I, I read and, and study it. Uh, also microeconomics, I mean, I'm kind of just a learned guy. Um, so this, this question in particular uh, cues into um, what is going on currently, kind of a current event thing as related to economics. And so um, the question is, uh, is somebody who's new to this economics, this is from a young, young person, it's uh, can you define or describe inflation? And if inflation is only 8%, why is everything going up 30, 40 50%. Okay. So inflation occurs when the value of the dollar goes down or the value of the currency exchange for a product or service goes down. So if the value goes down, then it costs more in absolute dollars for that same product. Okay. Let me review that again. Inflation is defined by when the value of a currency, in our case, the U.S. dollar, uh, which the Fed prints, the value goes down. And therefore, for the same item you have to buy, the, that total number of dollars you have to pay goes up. Okay? Uh, I think, I mean, everybody's experiencing this at the grocery store. You know, eggs have gone up significantly. Gas. Uh, basically, everything has gone up. Um, and why is that? Well, why does everything go up? Well, when, when the Fed, the Federal Reserve, continually prints money and Congress passes bills to increase the budget and, and print, print, print more money, well, what happens is that you're increasing the supply of money. And when you increase supply, that means you're, you're, you're putting more of whatever it is out there. The value of that goes down. Um, an easy way to think of it is, is think of, uh, of, uh, of sneakers, Nikes, right? Um, why does the value of Nike shoes in the aftermarket go up? Because Nike intentionally puts out limited releases, limited quantities of certain style or models of shoes and different colorways and so on. And so when you limit that supply, the value of that shoe goes up. Now, if they were to take the same shoe and put out a hundred of them, let's say, versus the same shoe and putting out a million of them, obviously a lesson in supply and demand would mean that when they only release a hundred, it costs more per shoe to buy than if they release a million because there's more out there. Same thing with the dollar. So when there's a lot of dollars floating around in the market in the global economy, the value of the dollar goes down and therefore the cost of everything goes up. 
Okay, now the question, second part of the question was, well, if inflation is 7, 8% now, why have things gone up 30, 40, 50% or more? Okay, so the answer to that, uh, in my opinion, would be the following. There's what's called the supply chain to ultimately get a product to you or to the store to retail, right? So the supply chain is, for example, you have the original, um, uh, let's say it's a, uh, a, toy, uh, a toy car, for example. You have the original people that mine the metal out of the ground. Well, they have a certain cost. You have the people that take the raw metal and shape and form it into the different pieces of the car. They have a cost. You have people that buy the individual pieces and put them together. So essentially manufacture the car, the toy car. They have a cost. Somebody has to take that toy car, put it into the packaging. The packaging has a cost. Once it's packaged, then you have it. Uh, you have somebody that has to ship it and they have a cost and then the shipping has to go to the retail store and the retail store has a cost to ultimately get the car in front of you to buy for Christmas or the holidays. You have those multiple steps. That's the supply chain, right? From the origin of getting the metal out of the earth all the way to the shipping and packaging, packaging and shipping and getting it to the store. Well, Inflation is 8%, okay? But you have to think of it as it's 8% for each step of the way. In other words, the, guy, the person or the, the company taking the metal out of the earth, their costs have gone up 8%, but they've got to make a profit. And so they pass their costs on to the next guy who's shaping and forming that metal into the diff individual components of the car. And so that 8% gets translated, and that person's, cost goes up and that person sends it to the assembly person and that cost goes up so it's a cumulative effect of cost for each person to do what they do and to make what they make and ultimately to get to you okay so when you think of it like eggs similarly there's cost of uh, feed there's the cost of chickens there's a cost of uh, the farm and the land there's the fuel cost to tender the farm to tend to the farm and the land. There's costs to every supplier that has even a little bit or a lot of bit of a touch on getting that egg to the supermarket onto your table, your frying pan. And so it's a cumulative thing, even though inflation is quote eight percent. Okay, so. Um, it's a, uh, it's a long explanation, however, it's a very technical one in the sense of understanding one, supply chain, and understanding two, that it's a supply and demand, in this case of the dollar itself and the value of the dollar, and then how the inflation hits every single component or supplier along the supply chain before it gets to you. So inflation, inflation and why things are higher in cost than the 8% reported inflation. And I will say this, um, as related to this question, um, inflation is coming. It's definitely coming. And so whether by design or by circumstance, um, economically speaking, there are um, significant what I call macro. So macro are big 
uh, trends or issues that affects the broader economy and the micro, which is um, issues or, or trends that affect your local or individual economy. But from a macro standpoint, there are things in effect that, um, you know, can cause more inflation or hyperinflation. So um, I, I, as you listen to one of my reels on, on my IG and my social feeds, um, be prepared just in case, um, you know, the economics go, go poorly. Um, think about it in this sense. Uh, there are a lot of large companies that the economy has been relying on laying off tens of thousands of people. Okay, why is that? Consider that. If you want a lesson on inflation, uh, look up the Weimar Republic. The Weimar Republic. Read up on that, and then uh, we can revisit that topic sometime in the future. So question number two on Prolific Q&A, the last question. So I'm giving you kind of a cornucopia, keeping with that Thanksgiving theme, a cornucopia of topics. So the first one was about feelings and emotions and business, or the most important one, which is gratitude. We have a different one here related to um, economics, kind of a more technical thing. And then uh, usually we do only two questions for prolific Q&A, but today we get three. So um, thankful for that. And so uh, the third question is more related to relationships. And so, uh, you know, it was just a wide array uh, of topics that I got in terms of Q&A. But the last question was, what is the one thing that ruins most relationships? Uh, I guess I got this question because of a couple reels or podcasts in the past uh, talking about, you know, um, relationships and values and evolution of, of the, the people in a relationship. But this question is, what is the, what is the common thing that ruins most relationships? And so, uh, again, I am by far not a marriage counselor, not a relationship expert. Um, I've, I've been through a divorce, remarried. So, you know, kind of I learned my lessons, but this is just through my own personal experience and my own personal um, uh, knowledge. So by, by in no means am I saying this is professional relationship advice, but I will say this. The one thing I think that ruins most relationships is trying to change the other person into who you want them to be. Let me repeat that. The one thing I think ruins most relationships is trying to change or turn the other person into who you want them to be. Okay? Now, if you think about this, that is the contrary to what love actually is. Love is the willingness to accept the person as they are with all their gifts and all their faults. So if you're going into a relationship thinking that, hey, I, I understand what they're about, I appreciate their gifts, but they have these faults and maybe I can change them into what I want them to be, that is a doomed relationship from the beginning. And let me tell you why. Uh, people will evolve simply based on who they are. People will not evolve based on what other people tell them they should do. Okay, let me repeat that. 
people will only evolve, individuals will only evolve based on how they want to personally evolve. People are unwilling to evolve or will not evolve based on what other people tell them how they should change or tell them what to do. Think about yourself, okay? How many times do you tell yourself, man, I shouldn't do this, but you still do it? Or how many times do you tell yourself, man, I should do this, but you don't? Okay? Man, I should go exercise. People don't go. Man, I should eat better, but they don't. Man, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't go out so much, but you still go out. Man, I shouldn't spend my money on this, but you still spend your money on it, right? How hard is it for you to change yourself versus how hard is it to change somebody else? If you can't change yourself, you can't expect to change anyone else, right? And, to the, and, and vice versa is that if they can't change themselves, why are they forcing the change on you? Okay, so the expectation that you can try to change somebody to who you want them to be in the relationship for your own benefit, A, is selfish, but B, is next to impossible to happen. It's going to end up in what? Disappointment, resentment, and ultimately when you get to resentment, that's a doomed relationship. As soon as you get to resent, oh, he's not doing what I say. Oh, she's not doing what I say. Oh, man, I keep telling her to do this, but she doesn't do it. Oh, man, I keep telling him to do this, but he doesn't do it. Okay? The best way to approach it is you give the advice, and whether the person takes it or not, you still have to be willing to love that person. Okay? You give advice, but you can't expect the change. And when, But the, the problem is, is when you expect the change, that's when you're doomed, doomed to fail. Think of it this way. Let's say you're a female. And you, and most females would, would, would agree with me and say that I want a guy that has drive and ambition, right? Oh, I love a guy. He has to have ambition. He has to go after bigger things. But then once they get into the relationship, what do they try to do, right? They try to, quote, unquote, domesticate that, that guy, take away what made him attracted to her in the first place right? They try to hold him back versus letting him move and go with his drive and ambition. Because why? If you have drive and ambition, you're, you're not thinking mostly in your mind about a relationship. You're thinking about the next thing. I got to do the next thing. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're on the move, constantly on the move. Next thing, got to put this in place. Got to talk to this guy. Got to talk to this girl. Got to get the money here. Got to do that. You're thinking about so many other things when you have drive and ambition. But then what does the girl say when they're with somebody? You never spend enough time with me. Spend more time with me. Let's go, let's go do something else. So you're taking away the essence of what that guy is that you fell in love with and trying to convert that guy into what you want. And so therefore, that would be a doomed relationship. A doomed relationship. Okay? Flip that. Okay, a lot of guys, they go to the club and they're looking for the girl, right? Um, and, you know, it, sometimes it's successful. Sometimes marriages come out of meeting somebody at the club. But 
I would say this. Um, now, I haven't been in a club in a long time. Married, kids, I got stuff going on. I have no time for the club. Uh, and I'm like a lot older than club people. But um, through my experience, you have certain types of ladies in the club. Okay, You have certain ladies that, hey, I'm going to the club just for a night out. And, you know, they're not really about that club life, but they're going with some friends or whatever. They're hanging out, um, but they're more of a staid kind of individual. Then you have ladies that are all about the club life. Club every weekend, bottle service this, staying out late that, that basically the club life is how they identify or have defined themselves. Okay, so if you're a dude at the club, um, and you're looking for a lady like the first one that, that goes to the club as a social thing but is not about the club life. If you're looking to settle down with that type of person, it's possible. If you're looking to settle down with somebody that you meet at the club who's the second type of lady where they're all about the club life and they're all about that, and, and that's how they identify themselves. You're not going to be able to convert the second girl into what I would suggest would be um, somebody that would be a stay-at-home kind of girlfriend, a, a relax and chill kind of girlfriend, uh, until or unless they change themselves. You're not going to be able to ch- take the club life girl and try to make her a, you know, a chill and let's hang out at home kind of girl. It's not possible. It's not possible um, because that's how, how they identify or define themselves. And they've got to evolve into the chill, stay-at-home kind of person if that's what they want for themselves. So if you're going to go out and go after you know, the second girl thinking you can change that, save yourself some time, energy, and especially money because that ain't happening. That's not happening. Okay? So, again, the key or I shouldn't say the key. The question was, is what ruins most relationships? And I will again say, again, personal experience, personal knowledge, nothing professional. Um, it is wanting to change the other person to who you want them to become. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, now, some of y'all might disagree, with, which is great. And if you do, please email me uh, or comment when this, uh, when this episode airs and, and you know we can have that dialogue um, online or whatever, but, um, that's how I feel about what can ruin most relationships. Don't think that you can change the other person. People have a hard time changing for themselves. What makes you think you have the ability to change them for you? Uh, that's not going to happen. Okay. So glad to have brought you another episode of prolific Q and a on this Thanksgiving. Uh, please do like, share, comment, follow, but especially, especially, especially share this episode, if you found value, or any of the other episodes, if you found value, laughed, um, learned something new, even if small, uh, please share, share, share the episode. That's the only way we can grow our audience. Um, I certainly appreciate everybody in this holiday season. Please stay safe. Um, enjoy the holiday season. It's all about love. It's all about gratitude. Um, share, and I'm thankful for everybody listening. If uh, if you get have any questions for future episodes of Prolific Q&A, one more time, Ask at the 
n number two n podcast.com ask at the end to end podcast.com thank you so much be safe happy thanksgiving love you all appreciate you listening